tonight from Ezekiel chapter 47, begin at the third verse and go down through verse 5, Ezekiel 47, 3, and when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters, the waters were to the ankles. Again he measured a thousand, and brought me through the waters, the waters were to the knees. Again he measured a thousand, and brought me through the waters, the waters were to the loins. Afterward he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass over, for the waters were risen, waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. I would like to echo what we've already heard today, and that is I am very thankful for the freedom that we enjoy in our country, and I'm very thankful for the men that fought for that freedom, and I'm thankful for the men that stood here tonight when the songs were played, and I don't know what you saw. But I saw a bunch of men that were faithful to our country, but a bunch of men that still continue to be faithful to the service of the Lord. Back in my teen years living in Nia Bay, as we talked, as our scripture read about the water, we used to quite often go to the beach, probably more than at least once a week, but it was always something that I like to do, still do. And uh, beach combing's always interested me in the things that you can find there. A few occasions, baby seals, and I guess you're not supposed to touch them anymore. But, uh, shells, glass floats that uh, I still have probably over 30 of them at home, those Japanese glass net floats that we found over the years. Up in Nia Bay, we have lots of sand dollars. In fact, I recently just took a couple mornings and gathered a bunch of them. I, I have in a tote at home 639 sand dollars, which I plan to go to Lincoln City sometime after a camp meeting's over here. And at midnight or so, I'll go around and spread them around. So there'll be a lot of lucky beachcombers on the Oregon beach as well. But every time we would uh, go to the beach, as a young boy anyway, there was an irresistible pull to the water. And I can remember most times actually going to the beach and getting very wet. In fact, there are a few times that I didn't, and there probably still are very few times that I come home dry. There's just something about where that edge of the water stops, the waves just come so far, and I don't know, there's something tempting about trying to follow it out a ways, and then when it comes back in, you run back, try to stay dry, and uh, that foam line, you just try to stay ahead of it, and pretty soon, next thing you know, it catches your foot a little bit, and your shoe's wet. And, uh, you know, at that point, 
what's the use of trying to steer it dry, right? So you just, uh, next thing you know, they're going over both shoes, and I've even seen people take their shoes off after they're wet, and I thought, what's the point of that? But uh, you're already wet, so next thing you know, you're going up to your knees and enjoying that. Pretty soon, you're waist, and I don't remember ever getting wet like that, very wet. Next thing you know, we're diving into the waves and just having a good time. And uh, we go out farther, and pretty soon you just want to swim. The scripture says here at the tail end of that, waters to swim in. And really what a spiritual application there is here uh, to someone who, who truly gets saved. They really just want more. Ezekiel uh, it says you have this holy vision of a river, and the chain reference likened it to the river in Revelation 22.1, that river of water of life, says clear as crystal, that proceeds out of the throne of God and the Lamb. And, and I've seen a lot of rivers in my days, and got wet in a lot of them too. But uh, I've seen a lot of really good rivers, but this is a river that I want to see. More than any river that I've seen to this point, it's a river that I can't wait to see. I want to see where it originates from the throne of God and the Lamb. I want to see, I want to just follow it down. I'm looking forward uh, to that day. And I know there are probably many directions someone could go with a text like this, but what really strikes me the most about this is the thought of progression. Ezekiel was led into the water, says, by the man with the light in his hands, says, first to the ankles. That's a start. That's, that, that's a good first step for anyone that's unsaved uh, to take, to step into the water, step into this glorious gospel. We'll just, for the sake of illustration, uh, talk about this first step being likened unto getting saved. You know, there's nothing as refreshing in this world as walking out of a life of sin into a gospel where the Lord changes your heart cleanses you, makes you whole, and just does a complete, thorough work in your life, why there's just nothing refreshing like it. The Lord just makes you free. And this being uh, Fourth of July, we talk about the freedom of our country, and thank God for that. But let me tell you, the Lord can really make you free, and He wants to make you free. Last week, we hit record heats around here, record temperature. And uh, it, it reminded me of back in 2000 when Brother John and I and Sister Odika went uh, to Romania. And, and it was hot just like last weekend. And uh, we went up into the mountains one day to this uh, place called Lapova. And there was a natural spring that came out of the water, or out of the ground. The water would come up out of the ground, and, and they would, the company would, they had it fenced off where it first came out, so you couldn't get there. But just beyond their fence, you could access that water. 
And I remember here it was about 116 degrees, and you just could feel, you could stick your hands in there, you could stick your feet in that cold water, you could dip it with your hands. It was so cold, it was just so refreshing, it felt so good, and why you just, you didn't want to leave. It just felt good, every part of it. It was wonderful. But I remember when the Lord saved me, just how refreshing that truly was. Why, all the fears I had, and believe me, I had plenty of them, uh, of the Lord returning. I worried about the rapture. I worried about uh, whether I would pass out of this life, whether the Lord would require my life of me. And, you know, that those were warranted fears. And I worried that the, I just wasn't going to make heaven because I knew uh, how I was supposed to live. And I'll tell you, it was a miserable existence when you know what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to live, and you're not doing it. Nothing refreshing about that at all. But, oh, when the Lord saved me that summer in 1984, why, he sent Holy Ghost conviction my way in the form of a big wave that came over a little boat. And I tell you, the Lord had my attention quick. And, you know, the Lord, he was just faithful. He knew uh, that, that I needed him. And I'm thankful that God still calls fishermen. He did. He, there I was, out in the boat, minding my own business, so I thought, and the Lord came knocking on my door. Our prayer is that he'll knock on your door if you don't know him today. But he found me there in an unsaved condition, and a, a big wave came over the front of my little boat, filled it with water, and, and I, I tell you, all I had a little tiny container to bail water with, but I was bailing, but I was talking to him. He had my attention, and I, I was bargaining with, should have just said, Lord, save me there, and I know he would have. But, you know, I said, Lord, if you will save me, and you'll get me out, if you'll get me out of this condition, I will serve you. And the Lord was faithful, very faithful. It was just a few weeks later, this camp meeting, I was sitting right down here, and the Lord was again talking to my heart, reminding me of that promise that I'd made for uh, to him out on the boat, and, and you know, I, I I was just sick of that load of sin. I just wanted to get rid of it. And, and the devil was there fighting me, saying, what are your friends going to think? Those that think you're saved, I was living a hypocrite life, much, much like we heard other people talk about in testimony this week. But there I was, and, and it was me standing in need, and, and the Lord dealing with my heart, and I remember the, the load of sin just being so heavy that I felt like I don't care what they think. I don't care what they think about me. I just want to be saved. You know, I came down to the altar right here and poured out my heart, and the Lord was faithful. He met me there, took that load of sin away, took that fear of dying away. Oh, I tell you, the joy that he gave me there that day, I wish I could describe it to you. Thank God he did that. And I'm confident of this. If you're not saved, he can do the very same thing for you tonight. But there's more. So much more. You know, so many... Uh, might get content when they get saved, and, and they might just soak their feet in the stream for a little bit. But, but, but there's more. 
Lord has more for you. Ezekiel uh, was let out again a little farther. says, water to the knees. I wonder if we couldn't just liken that to a little consecration. You know, when we get saved, we may not understand everything or even realize just what happened to us or why we even think different. But the Lord, he, He's so faithful. He, he's so faithful just to gently lead us. You know, we may not be able to explain it at that time. Oh, but as time goes on, why we find that the Lord shows us things. And we find out why we feel the way we do a little later. You know, the Spirit of God is faithful to a new convert to lead them just so gently. I like Second Thessalonians 3, 3, it says, But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. He'll show a new convert something that's in the Bible when they haven't even read it yet. I've seen that over and over where the Lord has just been faithful. He'll show a new convert something that they don't know. It's written there. And later on, they'll come across a verse where the Spirit has showed them already. And, and there it is. The Lord already showed me that. I didn't know that was in the Bible. You know, God's Word is just that real. But as we grow and understand more and more, God starts drawing us closer to Him. He's that faithful. He'll draw us unto Him, and consecrations are made. And just like Ezekiel there, we just wade out a little bit deeper, just out maybe to the knees. Progression. Growth. Then again, he goes on to say, waters to the loins. Maybe sanctification. And whether or not uh, those water of the loins typify sanctification or not, it does typify spiritual growth, something that each one of us should be striving for. But Jesus prayed for you to be sanctified. Yes, he did. Jesus prayed for you to be sanctified holy. You don't have to wonder, is sanctification for me? Yes, it is. Jesus prayed for you. It is for you. Ezekiel was then let out one more time, out into the deep, all the way. Just waters to swim in. That's what God desires for you. That's what God desires for every one of us. All that he has. He has so much for us, and He gently leads us there. He, he doesn't just uh, lead us to that first step that's a drop-off and say, learn how to swim, figure it out for yourself. No, He's so gentle, and he, and he leads us just the way that each one of us as an individual, He knows how He needs to be, how you need to be led. He knows just what your needs are so that He can take you a little farther. And he wants to, and a little farther, and a little farther, so that someday, at some point, you can swim, and you're ready to swim. Oh, and he gives us those waters to swim in. That phrase there, uh, water to swim in, implies room enough. Yes, you can do something in that. 
Now, Sister Josephine mentioned that she uh, didn't know if she would be here tonight if she didn't have, or this morning if she didn't have an invitation. I would have been here anyway. Because I've got two grandkids back in that corner. And, and I was coming, whether I got an invitation or not. And, uh, you know, it's, last Friday, the two grandchildren met each other for the first time. Aurora's almost a year, and with COVID, she hasn't been able to come over, finally has been able to come over from Norway. And so Aurora and Noah both got to meet each other for the first time this last Friday, and I got to witness that. And it was a joyous time for all of us. And today... I got to witness both of them in a little kiddie pool together. And you know, that, that was fun. It was fun to watch them splash and kick a little bit. And they wanted out fairly shortly. But I thought, this is fun for now. This is fun for now. But you wait a couple years. That little kiddie pool isn't going to be good enough. No. Why? Because we expect growth. We, we expect them uh, to get older, and, and then they're going to need more. They're going to want more. Now, that kiddie pool won't be good enough when you're 12. You know, as Christians, why, when we get saved, we want, uh, amen for that, but we want to keep going. Yes, we want uh, to look and say, Lord, I want more. That was good for a start. Oh, but I want waters that I can swim in. Yes, Lord, I want all that you have for me. Yes, it's so refreshing when we first get in. Oh, but there comes a point why, when it's 116 degrees, you don't just want to dip your feet. You want to wade right in and get wet. And the Lord has so much for us. We want all that he has for us. I had written in my notes words, Brother Dwayne Wilson. And I was going to add the part of his testimony tonight where he said, Brother Phil Burnett asked him where he wanted to sit. And he said, I'll sit halfway. He goes, I'll go halfway. And Brother Phil Burnett said, if you're going to go halfway, you might as well go all the way down to the front. You know why, Brother Phil, you know, why, why get the feet wet when you can go all the way? Why, why go halfway when the Lord has so much for you? The Lord has a big pool waiting for you. It's like we have this great big swimming pool. Why don't be satisfied for just dipping your toes in there? No, the Lord has so much for us. And He wants so much for us. If you had a great big swimming pool at your house, uh, would you be happy if the guests uh, came over and just dipped their toes in? No, you'd love to see them jump in and use it. What does the Lord want for us? What does the Lord want for you tonight? Why, He wants to give you His very finest. He wants you to enjoy His very best. And He has that for you tonight. God wants to baptize you if you're sanctified. Why, He said, let's wait out. Oh, past the loins. Why, water to swim in. Let's go for the whole thing. There, why, He said, there's a river out in front of you that cannot be 
Passover. What the Lord is saying, I have so much for you, you could never explore it all. Oh, but come and try. This gospel is abundant. We could never exhaust all the resources the Lord has for us. Where are you at? Where are you at? Why, get out where you can swim. Get out where you can swim. The Lord has something for you tonight. The Lord wants to do something for everyone in this place tonight. He wants to draw you closer. If you don't know Him, you can know Him tonight. He will lead you where you need to be led. He will lead every one of us to where we need to be led. The Lord has what you need. And it's available. All we have to do is simply pray, and He invites you to pray. Right now, He's inviting you to pray. He says, will you come? Will you pray? Why, the Lord says, I will do what you need done. Revelation 3.18, Jesus said, Buy me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich. What an offer. The Lord says, come tonight and buy of me. You'll be rich. Oh, you'll find waters to swim in. Will you take him up on that offer? You can find freedom this very night. Oh, much beyond what this country can offer. Oh, the Lord will set you free. The Lord has something for you tonight. Will you come and find it? May God bless you as you pray.